Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of It's About Bravo. I'm Zach. And I'm Maddie. And we are missing Reed and Annie tonight on the mic. So it's just us girlfriends. Um, Just us squirrel friends. Just us squirrel friends. (laughs) (laughs) So we are going to get into this episode. We're going to be covering Miami, Beverly Hills, and the recent episode of Vanderpump Rules. But first, let's get into... That's my opinion! All right, guys. So for That's My Opinion, you know that... Even though we are a Bravo podcast, we are very much obsessed with pop culture and chronically online. And it is my favorite season, which that means that it's award season. Award season. You're so like Mara Rose coded. Like, what's your favorite season? Awards. Awards. What is your favorite season? Awards. 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 That's so you. (laughs) It's very me. It's like. It's not winter, it's not fall, it's not summer, it's not spring, it's awards. That is my favorite. That's my favorite season. And this week we had the Grammys, which caused a lot of online discourse. Everyone had some a lot. I'd say like more discourse than most award shows recently. Also, I do have to give flowers no pun intended, (laughs) to where flowers are due. And the Grammys did a very good job this year of actually giving us an entertaining award show. I was going to say it was probably the best Grammys we've had in a while. like a very long time. I had to go to bed early, so I had to shut it off. And I was like annoyed that I had to shut it off because I kept refreshing my Twitter and like seeing what people were saying as I was watching it live. And it was so entertaining because like people were loving it. And like you said, there was a lot of discourse. And I love when there's a lot of discourse because you can kind of fight back with it. It was it was very entertaining. People were getting whacked left and right. It was very intense. Twitter was a firestorm. Twitter had me cackling. It had me mumbling and cackling. (laughs) Mumbling and cackling. (laughs) I I was like dying on Twitter. Like I. I just thought it was so funny. Uh, the award shows itself were very great. They had good performances like this mm-hmm. year. Like they, you had a good mix of, you know, your newcomers, your vets, the people who have made the industry what it is t- today. Like you had the, um, uh, Joni Mitchell performance, which was really good. You had Stevie Wonder honoring Tony Bennett, which is. I love Mr. Tony, and it was like the worst time of my life when he passed away. And <laughs> I was like, I remember, like, I was like, I got dumped, and Tony Bennett died within the same week. And Mo was like, somebody check on Zach. Like, <laughs> it's not gonna <laughs> so, be good for him. It's not gonna be good. Uh, but then we also had Dua Lipa. We had Miley Cyrus with an epic, epic performance. We and had- I love. Oh, Wait, you, go ahead. you go. I was just going to say, like, I'm not even a country fan, but the Luke Combs, like, Tracy Chapman performance of Fast Car, I was emotional. That was good. And I'm not even that a country girl. Too. I'm I'm not either. I was, it was so funny. I was at work the other day and I was talking to somebody about music and I was like, yeah, I, my music taste is pretty diverse. Uh, I'm not a huge country person, but like, if I do listen to country, it's like very specific. And mm-hmm. she goes, oh, like, like what? And I was like, like, no men. And she was like, oh, I've never heard of them. I'm like, what songs do they have? And I go, oh, no, like, no men. <laughs> like, just women country artists. <laughs> just, like, just, like, women country, like, Casey. Never, never heard <laughs> like, of them. Are they, like, the, the chicks? chicks. <laughs> the chicks. I was like, Reba. Like, those are my kind, kind of country. Yeah. If I do listen to country music, it's like a, uh, I like the kind of Johnny Cash, Orville Peck style country, you know? Uh, yes. Like, we're down, like. <laughs> like, no. like lower the register. <laughs> oh, do that again. Do that again. 
Time, but lick your hair back. You're like RuPaul making me do a share impression. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like a very like <laughs> like down on the west. Like that kind of country. Like western. Yeah. You know, not like the kind of like my girlfriend's on my tractor and we're drinking a beer. Like I, I don't was, like that kind of country. Yeah. You know, I was um like sidetracked. My very first two CDs I got, my first CD I got from I got my CD from my dad, my dad and my grandpa, and my dad got me Eminem's greatest hits, and my Papa Ed gave me Tim McGraw's greatest hits, and those are my first two CDs. So Tim McGraw those and Eminem, wildly opposite. Wow, and opposites. I and now I know all of Eminem's greatest hits and all of Tim McGraw's greatest hits, like at the drop of a hat. <laughs> They're like, Maddie, these are two very similar artists. You like it? You're like, it's actually the diametrical opposite. <laughs> it's actually the diametrical opposite. <laughs> but we had an epic performance by Miley Cyrus which was getting very like her um her personality on stage during that performance was very Miley Stewart coded it was very Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana. Where, it's like, where it's like I didn't want to leave you but had to I didn't want to fight but we did started to cry then remembered I just won my first You know, uh, I was dying at the tweet where it was that clip from Hannah Montana where Miley is like leaving the house and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they were like, yes. they're like Miley leaving Katie and Nikki in the no, in Grammys, the no room. Grammys room. <laughs> uh, but no, I was so happy she finally got her flowers or her Grammy. I thought her hair was crazy in the best way. I thought she looked absolutely amazing on stage. The looks for the Grammys this year, I was a little bit disappointed. Like, nobody was, like, stealing the show at all. I mean, maybe Beyonce's hat was stealing the show. Yeah. That was hilarious, seeing, like, all the all the memes about Beyonce saying, like, the Doug Dimidone, home of the Dimidone, whatever, from <laughs> Fairly I was dying. I was dying at the picture of uh, Beyonce and Casey Musgraves, and they were, like, Kyle Richards and, and Karen Huger. <laughs> I was like, this is too fucking much. I do have to talk about my girl getting snubbed yet again by the Grammys, and that is Miss Lana Del fucking Ray. And she got snubbed by your other girl. And and what? Who? Didn't she get snubbed by Taylor? She, well, she lost to Taylor, and then we had Taylor announce her new album, The yep. Dead, no, it's Poets. Not the Dead Poet Society. What is it? The it's something. something. Po- <laughs> It's the Dead, the dead Poets, Poets is- Department. Yeah, the Dead so- Poets Department. There you oh, go. I'm not even a Swifty, um, and I know that. Yeah, k- kudos to you, Maddie. Uh, but we had her announce her new album. We had her win Album of the Year, which I do not. I do not think that Midnight's was Album of the Year. I think it should have gone to Lana or SZA. That's mm-hmm. a whole other story. That was like a lot of like the discourse surrounding the Grammys this year. And I do have to say, you guys know that I am like. I lean more on the Swifty side. I do. I love my girl Taylor. Her music is top tier. The girl can write a damn sure, song. Sure, sure. She can. It's true. Sure. But- yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you say. That I know. So you say. <laughs> Maddie, let's not be delusional here. Okay. Like, I don't she know if she can write-, write a song. I don't listen to her music. Continue. Okay, Finish she, your can write, she can write a fucking song. Okay. You know, the people who think that she can't write have only heard 22 and shake it off. Okay. You know, like those are the people who think that she's mediocre, but they didn't, haven't me. listened. And you, apparently. No, the uh, song Me. Doesn't oh, and me. me. Yeah. That too. That too. And, but <laughs> I just think that she's 
getting a little overexposed at the moment. And I think that we need to, I'm like Taylor, like when she announced the album, I was like, take Taylor, a break. Like, take a damn nap. Please. I beg because it's gonna, and even I like who I've been standing her. She's been on all of my Instagram stories recently because I just have been listening to her discography from top to bottom, top to bottom. Even I am like, you know, if I have ice cream, like, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'm gonna fucking throw up. And I, I feel like that's like where we're at right now. Where it's yeah, like, it's, it's like much. over the exposure. What do they say? Like fly high. There's a saying. The closer to the sun, sun the yes, something like that. I don't something know something about falling and flying too close to the sun. Listeners, you know what I'm talking about. The I'm Icarus sorry, effect. I'm, I'm so dead tired. I can't think of anything. <laughs> Her mind but, you is know, <laughs> going. You know what I mean? But I think that's gonna happen soon. Like it's over overexposure. I do think like there was also the discourse, um, you know, when Jay-Z got up there to accept his award and he kind of goes like, I've never, it's kind of crazy that the person with the most Grammys ever won has never won album of the year. And then it created a discourse on Twitter that was like, guess who else hasn't won album of the year? And it was all of these lists of amazing artists that have never won album of the year. And then you have Taylor Swift, who's won it a few times. And it's just kind of. Four. Four. She's won at four. And she's, and that's like the most that anyone's ever won. And I just, I know that the only reason that she got the album for Midnight's for album of the year that she got the that Grammy is because the Grammys wanted like a clickbait. Like she broke the record. She's a history yeah, kind of just... thing. And I'm like, but it's not, I think most Swifties would agree that Midnight's is it's in like the lower half. It's like in the lower half of her discography. Like it's like, well, it's a great pop album, but it's just not. Not it's album not of the year. And the thing is, even she probably was shocked by that because uh, if she knew she was in one album of the year, she would have announced her new album then. She wouldn't have announced her new album during the pop single of the year, you know? Like, album mm-hmm. of the year is what, such a bigger category. So she that would have been the best time to make her announcement. But obviously, I don't think she even thought she was going to win it because, hello, look at who she was up against as a... And Lana, I didn't listen to Lana's album, but I listened to SZA's album. And I just, oh, I mean, I'm not a Swifty. I'm sorry to the listeners that are listening. I I can't stand Taylor Swift. I don't know if her music is good because I don't listen to it. But her personality, like, she just reminds me of a weird girl. Like, She is a weird girl. Like, she's so I, weird. I am not. There's the camp of, like, Mo, who used to be. Uh, a host on this podcast and then Elvis mm-hmm. who has been a guest on this podcast. Okay. Like Mo is a little bit more like he can like clock it, you know, Elvis cannot Elvis is the type of Swifty that like makes me hate Taylor. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, same. <laughs> but, but, like, but she is wildly talented, but I think that it's just, you know, it's too much. It's too much overexposure. It's going to be the Jennifer Lawrence effect. I mean, for God's sakes, like Taylor's already gone through this. Like this would be her second overexposure. It happened after 1989. That's why everyone was so quick to jump on Kanye and Kim's side in that feud because everyone was fucking sick of her. And that's how we got mm-hmm. reputation and everything like that. And it's going like, I did not see one positive thing on Twitter, like after the Grammys about Taylor Swift. Everyone in the audience was like clapping, like, uh, again, yeah. a fucking again. It was like Jasmine Masters, like, again, a fucking again. Again, a fucking again. Nothing new, nothing changed. Same old shit. Same old fucking, fucking shit. You know, it's like <laughs> it really was. Like, it's just a little too much. Will I be streaming the album? Yes. Am I gonna think it's a masterpiece? Probably. You know, but at at some point, I need her to like finish, finish the damn re-records first. Like ADHD ass. Like finish, 
finish your still other projects and then oh. like then like take a little break it's kind of like with drake like i I used to love Drake. I hate Drake's music now because he just releases stuff because he knows that it's going to get streaming yeah. numbers on Spotify. And he just releases, 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 releases. And I just don't want Taylor's shit to become watered down because at the end of the day, Taylor Swift is a capitalist. She loves money and she's just going to do what she can to get money. Um, and I think it's a little bit too much. And I think we need to we need yeah. to calm down, as Taylor Swift would say. We need to calm down. Yeah, that's why like when artists release albums every like so often you just appreciate it more, you know, because they're actually, you've been longing for it. Like the next time Justin Bieber comes out with an album, like, oh my God, I'm going to die because it's been so long. It's or like Adele so and Beyonce, like they, they come out with a, an amazing body of work and then they take a break. And I think that. Yeah. And then they disappear very... from the world. Like they're not at all the football games or literally doing everything and doing the most. And I'm not faulting Taylor for being at the, like, I think like the NFL thing, it's like, she's no, going to support either. her she's man, going to see you know, like, boyfriend. and also like, it's not her fault that she won the damn Grammy. Like it's the Grammy's fault that no, she won the damn Grammy. I'm you not know? blaming like, her for that. I'm just blaming just, her for being annoying. But I am blaming her for doing cringy handshakes with Jack Antonoff when she wins, ask, acting shocked like she's not damn Taylor Swift. Like if I was sitting at that table and I saw her be like, oh, me, you're not, you're not 15 with curly hair anymore and you're not the underdog. Like you are literally a juggernaut. Like whack her again for me. Whack her again. <laughs> I'm the I'm the kind of Swifty that can give her a little whack here and there. You know, yeah, I am that you, kind of Swifty. Thank God. Um, but anyways, another big news that came out of the Grammys was that Candy Burris oh, has God. announced that she is departing the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, not Beverly Hills, of the Real Housewives of Atlanta after 14 consecutive seasons which is an amazing run and to that i say thank god oh, oh my god i can't get away from y'all wait no stop i i'm not okay like I, I could probably cry right now if i think about it too much everyone knows on this podcast that listens to it i am a candy yam i'm a candy stan now i'm so saddened by this news it just makes me a little nervous not that i think she has gone at like a bad time. Like I do think her time has ran out. Like we've noticed that the last few seasons, she's very pulled back. She does have so many other businesses that she's running. So she can't give it all to the housewives. And I don't blame her for that. But I just feel like when we start losing an OG, we might be losing the franchise. Like when Vicky left OC, you know, that's when it kind of crumbled. And I just get worried that that could happen. If, if they don't bring in reinforcements, like if you get rid of candy, you need to be bringing in uh Nini, uh Kim Zolziak, uh, a Phaedra, Phaedra, please, because she's like, literally, literally Portia. somebody like an icon of Atlanta. Because otherwise, you're gonna get a show that I'm not interested in watching. Like if we still have Drew and Sonya and don't don't have Candy, like what are we even watching? I mean, Sonya's toast. You know that we know that that girl's not coming back. Like if well, she comes back, I would be I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked. <laughs> like, shocked. Don't act shocked. shocked. Don't act shocked. Uh, I understand where you're coming from. And there is always a part of me that when an OG departs, I do a little part of me breaks. I I love I love my OGs. And Candy's she's, not an OG, but she's practically an OG. Um, she's, she's one of the around- longest running housewives, right? Ever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 14 consecutive seasons. That is a... That's a whole lot. And she came on in season two. She was great when she came on. She was great the first couple seasons. I just don't think that she has been good since, I think, season nine really fucked her up. Like, 
a hundred percent. Like I just don't think and I don't blame her though. For I that don't blame either. her, but at, at the same time, it's one thing for you to struggle and, you know, have your triggers and your traumas from an event that happened, especially with a friend. Like she was best friends with Phaedra. Anyone would be triggered by that. You had so much happen in that season with that friendship that just was crazy. Friendship breakups are hard to begin with. Breakups are hard to begin with, but then you have like the accusations that were put against her that affected like her family and her businesses. Mm -hmm. So I understand that trauma, but she pulled the entire show down with her. Like she was like, there's one thing with like taking a step back. There's another thing with like hindering everyone else from being able to do their job. And I just feel like no one felt that. I don't think she did that. I mean, she'd be pretty powerful to pull the entire show down. Zach, you're giving her a lot of credit for someone who. No, I'm saying that no one felt like that they could go against Candy. And then yeah. she had like, I feel like no one thought that they could really like get her going or activated and things like that. And yes, she had her time. I feel like she had her times where she realized, oh my gosh, like, I feel like no one's like going for me and I'm going to like fight with somebody. And that's, that was Marlo, you know, yeah. Yeah. but I do think that she, you know, she kind of didn't want to play the game as much, you know, she wanted to like select yeah. that check, come in. Show off her businesses, do an advertisement for her own business with Todd. Todd. I can't say Todd normally now. I, it's like forever ruined for me. I have, have to say it like Alexia. Todd. 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 Um, <laughs> you know what no, I'm saying though? Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. And like I said, I don't believe it was a bad time for her to go. I've seen her draw back a little bit. I just said I'm worried for the state of the franchise if they don't bring in the big guns. And there are rumors that the big guns are coming. And Phaedra, I mean, I don't know. I, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but Phaedra is my all-time favorite housewife. Even though I'm a candy yam, it doesn't really make sense. But Phaedra is my all-time favorite housewife. So if she can come back, like, my broken heart will be bended. But You'll be okay. It will be like I'm holding a my bit breath until then. But, like, even, like, when Cynthia left, everyone was like, oh, thank God Cynthia left. She was so boring. And then we get little glimpses of her and someone's like, hmm, I kind of miss Cynthia. But that's like, I think the benefit of taking a break is you, you get to miss them. <laughs> Taylor Swift, <laughs> you know, like you get to miss them a little bit. Like even, <laughs> I was such like a Cynthia hater and then now I like see her and I'm like, you know what? She's so stunning. Like, why don't we get her around a little bit more? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been like, saying it. I kind of miss like Miss, you know, Miss Bailey. Give us a Bailey cue here and every once in a while. But like overall, I do think that it was, you know, wise for Cynthia to depart, I think it's wise right now for Candy to depart. I think going forward, they need to do like a Miami style reboot. And I think they need to bring in, like you said, some reinforcements. Kenya mentioned that she thinks that the door is completely closed on Nini. And I know that to the naked eye, it might seem that way, but I think, uh, to our tinfoil hat, <laughs> to yeah, our tinfoil hat we're putting on, I think that the network can't just be lying to you the network can hate somebody like you know uh jen shaw (laughs) like and and not jen shaw like yeah she gave us a lot she gave us a lot of drama but she wasn't the you know she wasn't the people's princess like nini was you know if nini came back it would move mountains it would would cure climate change (laughs) i always say and this is not an opinion this is a fact. I'm sorry if 
you disagree, but Nini is the best Real Housewife of all time. I'm. She, it's yeah, just we've, a fact. I've gone we've over said this. it a million times. Like she brought Real Housewives into pop culture. She changed the archetype of what a housewife looks like. She was the shade assassin. Like we still use her gifts. We still use her videos. She's the best to ever do it. She needs to come back. She needs to come back. And if she can't come back, please bring in. Give us Portia. Give us. Kenya and give us like Phaedra and have them lead like the reboot with like three new women. Give bring in Kim Zolciak as like a friend of like I think that that would be really fun, especially with all the drama going on in her life. She's got a story to tell. Let her tell it. Let's yep. roll all the cameras. I need Andy. I need a camera. But let's <laughs> get my peaches back in front of the cameras. Let's get it going. Please. Let's get it popping. Cheers to the girls' weekend. Cheers, bitch. Cheers, bitch. You better watch those B words. Watch those B words. You better watch those. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some other casting rumors that are going around because there's so many casting rumors. The Real Housewives of New York City. I I'm shaking in my boots. I'm shaking in my boots. <laughs> I'm quivering. I'm shaking. I'm crying. If these rumors, I'm crying, screaming, throwing up. If these rumors are true, I will. Be yeah. deceased. So there are rumors that the new cast for the next season would be a little bit of a mashup of this new age and old age. And they have Bryn, Jessel, Aaron, right? Uba as a friend of. And then they have Sonia, Luann, and who else? Is that it? Dorinda. Dorinda. So that it would be the new cast going forward, like a mix of old and new. And I, I would think, die. I think that's so great. I think Uba as a friend of would be amazing. I think her and Sonia together would just be the best TV I've ever watched. We already know that like Sonia and Jessel have worked together before. They were on a campaign together for Paper Magazine, and they, I believe, they did like a little funny skit, and they bounced off each other really well. So I think that has potential. I just miss those Roni women. And even the short little glimpse of them, we got an ultimate girls trip. I'd love to see them in this new capacity. And I believe these newer women of Roni can really push the older women to like bring more storylines and make it a new fun show. Because as we said, Roni died because it was kind of dead. There wasn't much going on with like personal storylines. And I think the new women will bring it fresh. I fresh think it would be a it. fresh dynamic. I think it would be super fun. I don't think that they ever should have just done a clean swipe. Like, where, no, that was so stupid. That was so stupid. I just don't like people don't resonate with that. Like, you can't just like pull the bandaid off like that. It was just it, it, it didn't make any sense. I think that there's a way, and people think that it's going to be hard for them to reintegrate into the group or whatever. I think that there's a way to do it. I think it's like, all right, we had this Roni for you know, 13 years. Okay. Then let's look at another pocket of New York. And now let's look back. Let's, let's merge them together. Let's show the, yeah. New York. like there's this pocket of New York over here, but let's, let's see how this pocket works with that old style, New York, the like old style New Yorker. I just think it can mesh. Well, give us the little, give us the old Roni jingle, please. Okay. <laughs> Could you imagine like, like i just want <laughs> i just want it back um 
I think that Dorinda will go crazy. I think that Aaron fits perfectly with like that kind of group. I think that Uba as a friend of is perfect because Uba didn't want to show that much of her personal life, but I think mm-hmm. that she's a good comedic relief. I think that she's stunning. I think that she's fun. So I think that she would be great in a friend of role. There is another rumor. We're hearing two things. It's like, there's this rumor that we just said, which is kind of like our fantasy. It's kind yeah. of a pipe dream. I hope that it's true, but it might not be. The more realistic version is that they're going to stick with this new cast, add in a new girl, and then Luann, Dorinda, and Sonia are going to be friend ofs. And I... Give me whatever. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take it, but don't disrespect the women like that. You're going to put Luann as a friend of the Countess? I I want them fully in. But I hope if it's friend of... I hope it's like Miami friend of level. Oh, I hope yeah. it's so like, you know, we get a Sonia solo scene. I hope we're going on a cast trip because Luann is on a cabaret tour. And that's the reason that they're going <laughs> to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I hope that it's, we're getting that kind of friend of either way. The fact that both of these rumors are swirling, like just gives me hope. Yeah. I because mean, if, if there's, if there's smoke, there's fire. Is that there's what you're going to fi- Yep. If there's smoke, there's fire. Exactly. And you know what? Give me a bite of this goddamn apple. I want this one. It seems juicy. <laughs> I want <laughs> no, it. That was so I lame. want this. <laughs> it was very reed coated kind of. It was it so up. reed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a whacking mood tonight. But anyways, <laughs> that is. That's my opinion. Now let's get into our recap of Vanderpump Rules. Apologize for that. I should have. I was very overwhelmed. Yeah, I know. But then I'm talking like months go by. Like there was so many opportunities. I've seen you as well on Instagram. Like you've been doing your own thing. Like you look fine. So. Well, for what it's worth, man, I'm I'm sorry that I that I didn't, you know, reach out to you. Are you right sorry away. for like betraying me? Betraying you? Yeah, like the ultimate betrayal. Before I answer that question. It's a yes or no answer. I just want to say one thing, and this is why maybe I was so angry, is because, you know, when you did that with Kristen... You're not going to talk about 10 years ago. I'll stop you right there. It's not 10 years ago. James refers to me as, like, his best mate, and what does she do? She starts begging this guy on my bed with my condoms. That wasn't 10 years. And you've got so much growing up to do still, Tom. It's sad to me. So you want me to take accountability, but you won't? It's embarrassing, Tom. I'm not even going to entertain what you just said. It's very narcissistic for you to say. Thanks for stopping by. Tom wants to go ahead and bring up the past, you know? I'm looking for an apology for the now. Nothing makes it okay for him to be lying to my face for six months, outcast me from the entire group, make me seem like I'm crazy, all because he was just getting his dick wet. All right, guys, let's talk about Vanderpump Rules. So I wasn't on last week's episode where you guys talked about the premiere. Uh, my opinions on the premiere, I thought it was a solid, like, reintegration into, like, obviously, we had Scandaval last year. It was a huge thing. Like, how do you follow up on that? I think Annie shares the same sentiment as myself, which is 
kind of have to go into the season not expecting it to be anywhere close or near to Scandaval level. You're going to have to just kind of watch it like a regular season of reality television. Hopefully there'll be some fun moments, kind of like how Beverly Hills is right now. In my opinion, it's just kind of there's really good, funny moments, but we're getting to see like these personal storylines of these people. And I think that's what we're seeing right now with the buildup with Vanderpump. I think we're like slowly easing back in. You can tell that the cast still doesn't know if Raquel's coming back or not. Like it's all up in the air. You can tell like the production, you can like see certain things. That's like my only complaint right now is that I can like kind I hate, I hate, hate, hate when I can watch reality TV and I can see the production. Like I can like see yeah. the wheels moving. Like that there was that scene with James and Allie and Schwartz, I think, when like Sandoval sent James a text inviting yes. him to his birthday. And I was like, yeah. that was the most like James was like, it was like and James goes, I just got a text oh from my Sandoval. Gosh, I just got a text from Sandoval. What? <laughs> no way. And I'm like, dude, like you production told you two minutes ago that he was gonna text you. Like Yeah, it was very there was some stuff that's pretty forced, other stuff that's obviously not. I think the problem is they might have picked up cameras a little too soon for filming, in my opinion. I think they needed to settle shit a little bit more. But I'm not complaining anymore. I complained a lot last episode. This episode, I'm turning a leaf. I'm not complaining. Um, I did think... What's turning a leaf? What's turning a new leaf? Have you never heard that? It's like a brand new day. I've shed like a layer and I've become something better than I was before. Because oh. like, if you have a leaf and you turn it, it's the same leaf. What's that from? Wait, what's that from? <laughs> it's from Drag Race. It's Candy Views. Oh, yeah. What's, what's, what's turning what's a leaf? Turning a leaf? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so I'm turning a leaf candy, a la Candy Muse. Um, and I am watching it with a positive, a positive look in my eyes. Because I, if you listen to last week, I kind of dragged it. I said it was boring. It was slow. Which, it no lies told. It was a little boring. It was a little, little slow. But you also dragged Beverly Hills, and I. So when I went to go watch that new episode, and I'll and I'll get my Beverly Hills in when we get to Beverly Hills. <laughs> I thought, man, I thought it was gonna be ass the way I listened to the podcast, and Maddie was like, "This episode was gutter trash, okay, trash well, garbage." Even though and we're I was Van- <laughs> even though we're on Vanderpump Rules, I will say I also watched Beverly Hills in a different eye. I think because it's on Wednesday night and it's right before Miami, I've been comparing the two. And Miami is so top tier that Beverly Hills feels like it's falling flat. So last night I only watched Beverly Hills and took notes on it. And then today I watched Miami. So I didn't compare because like I've said before, a great, great quote by me that Annie loves, comparison is a thief of joy. Or by Theodore Roosevelt, but. Wow, period. Have you not? I say it on the pod a lot. I don't know if I've ever heard you say that. Annie quoted me on on the Drag Race Patreon. I was like, (laughs) I believe Maddie said this, and it's like a Theodore Roosevelt quote. That's so funny. Comparison is a thief of joy, so I'm not comparing. Anyway, back to And if you want a t-shirt with that quote, it's in our uh, link (laughs) Link in bio. (laughs) (laughs) But um, Vanderpump, I thought the opening scene... In Ariana and Tom's house was, there were no producers producing that scene. That was raw. That was crazy. I do think Anne is putting up with the absolute most being Tom's assistant. And I want to know how she got that job because normally like an assistant is like a very people person is very, 
like analytical is very type A. Like to be an assistant, you have to be very type A because you're organizing someone else's life. And she doesn't really seem to have any of that going on. I She's afraid you know, of both Tom and Ariana. <laughs> I would say that she is braver than our Navy SEALs. She <laughs> <laughs> her job is ten times harder than any any job that anyone can do in this <laughs> world. I want to give Anna a hug. I think that she was the star of this episode. My entire notes, there's no notes. It's just Anne, queen, Anne. icon, legend. Like, <laughs> I was dying. You could tell that she's living for the mess. Like, that's how she got the job. She probably, like, de- like Tom's like, fuck, I need an assistant. I have nobody. Like, everyone hates me. And she's like, hi. <laughs> my name's Anne, and that's my resume. And he's like, you're hired. Yeah. Um, she, you know. she was cracking me up. I did think... I, for a while, it took me to realize, like, why did Tom Sandoval look so weird to me? Did he look weird to you? Okay, I was gonna bring this up. I don't know what it is. It's almost like, you know, when someone does, like, a fake tanner on? Yes, and it's, like, peeling away a little bit. It looks like he shot a movie. It looks like he was, like, (laughs) shooting the movie Dune. And yeah, like you and know, like has been in the sun. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's <laughs> he looks weird. like he looks like he just took a shower in Mercer's ashes. I don't, I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> no, something like, about him looks so weird. Like it looks like maybe he got work done, and maybe it's bad work. But then James mentioned later in the episode, he was like, "It's a, it'll be the first time I've seen Tom Sandoval without a mustache." And I'm like, maybe it's also not the mustache. Like there's something weird. He looks weird. Like, but we've seen him without a mustache before. I don't know. Something just maybe he's just he got old. Like, old. That's it. He's old. <laughs> For, happy like, 40th again. Yeah. Like maybe that's it. Like, but I agree. It was, and it was one of those things when I was watching. I was like, I can't put my finger on it. No. And you know what Mo would, Mo would be like? Botox, filler. Botox. Lift, uh, he's on coke. Lift. He's on coke. Look at his eyes. He's on coke. <laughs> Every time we're fucking watching, like, any kind of reality television or a picture comes out from, like, page six, it's like, oh, look, at, she's doing coke. She's been doing coke the entire night. Mo, oh, and anytime someone's in a video and they're, like, just not themselves, they're on coke. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure she's just drunk. Or, like, yeah. that would be Xanax, Mo. <laughs> like, it's always coke. It's like, it's always, Meredith oh. Marks is not on coke. <laughs> Holy shit. She looks so coked out right now. Every single time. <laughs> and it's just, like, a girl taking a photo. <laughs> It's like a, a magazine spread, coked, coked. Look at her. Look at those eyes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was just, but yeah, it's true. There was something off. I, I, but so then we get like the Ariana with Anne. I think, I think it was so funny watching the back and forth, you know, it was watching yes. like a kid asking both parents, you know, if they can have, if they can have a sleepover. Yeah. He's like, hey, it's my birthday. Just ask Ariana, like, you know, I'll get her like a really nice hotel room and stuff. And yeah, and it's my birthday. And then Anne goes to Ariana is like, hi. Uh, so Tom wants to have a, a birthday party here okay. tomorrow. And um, he said that he could get you like a very nice hotel room. Uh, uh, that's not happening. Okay. I think that's very disrespectful and inappropriate. Mm-hmm. If he wants to have a party, he can have it somewhere else. Good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. If there are people here making noise, I will call the cops. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. I'm spiraling thinking about what his parties used to be like. Do you go party? Hi. 
There would be loud music playing, mess disgusting everywhere, and it would be like three, four, five, sometimes six in the morning. But now that we're not together, I'm not putting up with that. Shit. I don't know if you got my text. Uh, so he's having Jason come hang out. Yeah, I'll just keep existing like I normally do in my own house. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Have fun. Bye. You can tell <laughs> she is petrified of ariana she's so scared of ariana petrified of ariana she's like hi and she's like, I'll just, so she's like i'm gonna let the dog out she's like i'm gonna go out with you i guess <laughs> yeah okay tom wants to have some people over he said he would get you like a nice hotel and ariana's just like absolutely fucking not absolutely not i'm not leaving my house no that's not what we're not gonna do is is that you know which, which i what are your thoughts I am team Ariana on this. I just think that, that you don't, I mean, I think that a lot of people are praising Ariana and I, we can see how it's kind of becoming the thing of, you know, with Lala and the trailer, it's, I've never seen someone who got cheated on and suddenly became God. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that a man, uh, you know, should suffer. And I was going to say the same thing. It's different you if you're cheated. sharing, sharing a space with like an ex. And it's just an ex, and the ex is like, I want to throw a party, and I pay for half these bills, I should be able to throw a party. In that sense, yes, like, he should be able to throw the party, he pays half the bills. But, like, you cheated on her with her best friend, so you don't get to have parties anymore. How about your birthday's mm -hmm. canceled? How about that? Or how about, how about you be an adult and actually have, like, a regular birthday party? You go, go out to a, a birthday nice dinner. dinner. Yeah, you go to you're a nice 40 something. You're, like, you do not need to have a rager at your house. You're not wear, even like, drinking. Like, go to dinner. wear a fucking boa drinking non-alcoholic Heinekens. You're weird. You're a weirdo. And you that look was so old. weird. You know what else was weird that he did? Buy a white noise machine. Yeah. So Ariana so can't hear him talking. I was like, you gossip girl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not you gossip girl. <laughs> like, what is he talking about so much that he has to have a white noise machine so she can't hear anything? Everything he does is just so. It gives me such an ick. Like, he's, I, I think I have it in my notes. Like, Tom Sandoval to me is like a walking fucking ick. Like, I just. I got the, and you know what's crazy is that, like, I used to love Tom. Like, I know. When I watched Vanderpump Rules for the first time, which was right before Scandoval. I think I tweeted, Tom Sandoval and Ariana are my favorite people on the show. And then like two weeks later, Scandoval dropped. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> You're like, here it goes. Here it goes. Well, R.I.P. Yeah. me. And I used to love him and I'm just, I can't even see how I used to like him. The fact that he was hang, he kept saying, oh, I'm hanging out with my friend. Like if Ariana's here, like my friend's coming over. And then his friend comes over and says like band manager underneath his name. I'm like, oh, so your only friend is your band manager. Like you don't have any other friends. Yeah. He has no friends. It's just, and I will say, because when Maddie was doing her rewatch, or not her rewatch, her initial watch, I was yeah, my that first watch, yeah, your first watch. Um, you said that Tom was one of your favorites, and I was like, that's so weird. I was like, that is the weirdest take I've ever heard. And then I am currently doing a Vanderpump rewatch with my mm -hmm. brother, and we're like halfway through season three, and I get it. I yes. understand. I understand why people liked him before. He was super funny. Like it was, you know, the that golden nugget line is hysterical. Like it's he was so it's funny. Truly funny. He was I, the only guy that know. really stood up to Jack. I felt like he protected like the girls a little bit. Like I Who? just felt Who's huh. Jack? Jax. You said Jack. I said Jax. He was I, the only guy that know. really stood up to Jack. Stood up to Jack. Stood up to Jack. Mm -mm. 
listen to this again. I can't. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to this and hear Jack's because that's what I, I said. I, you're gonna hear Jack. And it's it was, I was anyway, like, like you knew what I fucking meant, like the fact that you had to embarrass me on the mic like this. And that's what we're here for. Anyway, it's about embarrassment. He used to <laughs> he used to be the only person that went against Jax. And I liked him for that. OK, OK, I'm over it. I'm over you now. <laughs> OK, we're fighting. <laughs> we are fighting. <laughs> she's I'm Jack. She's Tom. She's going up against me. Um, I also I love the next scene with Lala and Ariana because I feel like. Lala is the only one that's really putting Ariana in her place, kind mm-hmm. of, when she was talking about Tom having the birthday party. And I was thankful for Lala being like, okay, girl, like, let's take a few steps back and let's look at right. this. Because, like, our Ariana is, everyone's bowing down to her. She's like the queen right now. So I'm kind of liking that someone's giving her a little her. pushback and like making yeah. her think about the big, bigger picture. I agree. I think that it's, you know, all right these are people we have to like bring it to some mm-hmm. kind of resolve that you know yeah. so i understand where lala is coming from what i don't understand is you know which i'm kind of lala coded in this so it's kind of like a mirrored reflection of like anytime she's clearly still healing from her ex and anytime <laughs> she can like bring it back to her to talk about her breakup and her trauma she will and i'm very much the same way and i need to and you know watching lala do it i'm very much like okay i need to yeah, one I need thing to stop is, doing that. One thing I don't about need to Lala say, is she is going to mention Randall. Yeah, she will mention Randall, <laughs> and I will do the same thing about my ex. So we'll be, you I'll will. be like on the plane, and I'll be like, yeah. So I dated a guy, and blah, blah, blah. this it. <laughs> I, I, we don't need to do that. So I, me and Lala are one and the same, but it's also Lala and I should go to therapy, which I'm doing. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you think of the pump closing? scene i thought it was kind of cute to, like, i was kind of like emo a little bit like obviously pump did not have like the tv presence that like tom tom and sir have so obviously i think that's one of the main reasons why i was probably closing down because when people go to west hollywood and want to see lisa vanderpump's place they go to the place where the servers that they know um and so i think that i had to deal with it but just seeing how many scenes were filmed there too it just Made me emo. And like, there were so many gay men in that scene. So, a million. A million. <laughs> I've never gay seen men so many gay men on the TV for school, before. All the girls looked really hot. Like, Lala and Sheena looked so good. At I love their point. outfits. And can I say something super controversial? Okay. I'm about to like say like a hot take. You know, we're known for like hot takes here. Okay. okay say it. I'm scared to say it because everyone always like comes at me because my hot takes are kind okay. of. Okay. I'm really teeing this up. Okay. I think that Katie Maloney has had the worst style out of the Bravo, like out of the Vanderpump group for years. Yeah. But I I think she has finally found the aesthetic that suits her properly the best. And I am kind of sick of people being like, Katie looks like shit. I'm like, Katie looks like she could be the fourth member of the craft in 1995. Okay. Like 1996. (laughs) Like she looks like a Wiccan. And I think that is appropriate. I think her long little dresses and the slick back bob is perfect on her. And I think yeah. it looks great on her. And I think she serves cunt in a 90s witchy kind of aesthetic way. She looks like <laughs> she could be on Charmed. And I don't, and personally, I love that. And you I know, think it looks good. I don't know. That's just me. I have to say, I kind of agree with you in that. Like, 
I don't think she has good style at all. I'm never going to wear what she's wearing. She always puts on the weirdest shit, but it matches her aesthetic right now and it looks good for her. Does that make sense? Yes. And 100%. Like, I don't think that aesthetic works for everyone, but I think it works amazing for her. She's like, you can tell it's like, she's a millennial emo kid. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, obviously they're leading emo night. Like, she's very much listening to Good Charlotte and lighting a candle in her apartment. It's, I, I like, that aesthetic on her and i think that she's serving for her i think that it works now like we've seen her try to fit like fit the stasi sheena aesthetic not maybe not the sheena aesthetic but the stasi <laughs> aesthetic the Kristen aesthetic like we've seen her try to do that you know no this one sheena, fits the sheena this... aesthetic is like brat stall but yeah anyways. no this aesthetic fits her well i just wish certain things she dressed to her body better but mm-hmm. I mean, whatever. That's Katie. She has her lesbian haircut, too. I'm loving that. I love her lesbian haircut. Also, when is um, Good as Gold emo version coming up? Because I want that one. Like, oh it's God. very much giving Demi Lovato when she, like, re-recorded all her songs and made them, like, <laughs> grunge. <laughs> I I need it. I need it injected in my veins. When they transitioned that, like, commercial break to Vanderpump and it was Good as Gold playing, I was like, oh, my God, they're using Good as Gold in... The music, like in the show music. And then it like pans to her recording Good as Gold emo. And I just was like, oh, that's why. But at first I was like, oh my God. Also, okay. So before we wrap up this Pump Rules recap, I want to talk about two things. First thing being that Sheena's new babysitter for Summer Moon. Is that the girl that Schwartz and Katie are having a love triangle with in the trailer? No, I think that girl has full pink hair. Am I wrong? So there's two girls. I don't know. I think it might be. I think, you think it might it's be. Sheena's babysitter. That's like young. She's a young girl. Yeah. She wasn't. I giving- don't think she's- no, I think you're wrong. I think I'm going to look up the Vanderpump trailer. Yeah, look and, it up. Um, Check and see. I also, I also have to say, I think Summer Moon is climbing to my like favorite Bravo toddler. Before my favorite Bravo toddlers, for the listeners that don't know, were Portia, Kyle, and Mauricio's daughter. When she was a toddler, I loved her. And then Aiden, Mr. President, Phaedra's Can't forget son. about ja- uh, Jagger and Phoenix. They are my top toddler kids. I just said my top toddler kids, not yours. Oh. My okay. tops are Portia and Aiden because they were the cutest, but now I think Summer is coming up there. I also want to talk about Brock being such a stage mom when... Sheena was recording like her good as gold in the studio. He's like filming it on an iPhone. It's like, buddy, you're going to have this like in 4K. The way a haircut can work wonders for a man. He's kind of. Oh, can I say something? Mm. (laughs) Mm. I'd climb Brock like a tree in the Australian whatever. Like, Like that man. Oh my gosh. And also I just looked up the trailer and it definitely is the babysitter from Summer Moon. Oh my god! It uh, it is. It is the babysitter. Summer Moon's babysitter is bisexual. Screaming! Oh okay, my god! I can't believe you just excited. made that connection. Mm-hmm. I, I'm did, excited for that. What did you think of like the Brock Sheena mom babysitter fight? I thought it was very awkward that they were like doing it all in front of the babysitter, and then also I don't think that your mom uh, on like I don't think that a mom should enter a conflict between um, spouses. And I think Team Brock. <laughs> and I, I yeah. his see- side of it. I agree. And that's like, crazy after watching like season 
what was it nine where we all were like get brock off our show we do not need to see him <laughs> and now it's like okay team brock uh the end of the episode is james and Allie going to tom's like shindig birthday yes. and Allie stays in the car queen i love her <laughs> i literally love Allie. also where is the link to her astrology thing because i I, wanna... I need her to read my birth chart her reading Tom Schwartz's birth birth chart made so much sense. The fact that oh, he's like so Libra, much of Libra, a Libra. Libra. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I'm like, ta-da! I was like, it's clicking. It's, it's clicking. It's clicking. No, she was such a queen for that. Like she was like, did not want to go, and then she said, I'm not going in because I value my friendship with Ariana. And I'm like, yes, slay. Period. Exactly. And James and Tom decide to talk about everything. And this is where Tom, I think, just like, it's kind of one of those things. You're not in the position to bring up anybody else's faults. Just say you're sorry. You just need to say, I fucked up and I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. James and you might have been cool at the restaurant before he dated Kristen and everything like that. Like, you guys might have, like, been work buddies. But, like, you helped set up his proposal to his ex Beyonce. Like, he like paid for fucking, some of it. Like, he paid for, like, almost all of it. Like, be fucking for real for two goddamn seconds, Tom Sandoval. Like, you are not in a space to 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 bring up anybody else's faults. Like, you did the... Like, and the also, like, how old was thing. James 10 years ago? Like, it's... You're comparing someone like, in their early 20s to, like, you being in your 40s and making the same mistake. Like, obviously, I don't condone, like, cheating or, like, going with someone else's partner even when you're younger but when you're straight out of like that college age you're just your brain's not fully developed like it's Mm-mm. so different like how are you going to compare the same thing tom sandoval you're 45 probably we don't know and your then, age and then the 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 nerve of him to call james narcissistic when he is like the biggest narcissist the biggest on the narcissist. planet i was like i please like shut your god you should have sat there and ate your food and drink your non-alcoholic heineken beer like oh. you need to please shut the hell up so I'm team James. I'm riding hard with James. I'm riding hard with Allie. I don't think he should have peed on the bush because it is Ariana's bush. That's that's (laughs) Ariana's bush too. (laughs) Ariana's bush too. (laughs) I died in that. I died. Uh, Well, that is our Vanderpump Rules recap. Let's get into the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Hostess with the mostest. Yes. Are you thinking that we are going to be dancing up there? I am so nervous and embarrassed to perform in front of all these people with professionals up there. Sutton wants to get up there and show off her dancing boots, (laughs) but nobody wants to see us. Pretty sure they'd want to see the professionals. This isn't chickening out. I genuinely don't know if I can do it with my dress and shoes. Honey, you take off those shoes and hold up that dress like the other girls. Get it in. Get it and in. make that face. I know, but I can't stomp that shit out. All right, guys, let's talk the real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We are still on our cast trip in Barcelona. We are leaving off 
off right where the episode picked up before where Sutton and Kyle are kind of bonding over traumas. Like Kyle's really like being there for Sutton as Sutton is just kind of realizing she's realizing things. What's that? <laughs> it's <laughs> a like, Kylie Jenner. It's the year of re- I'm just realizing, realizing things. Yeah. I think she's just realizing where all these like certain triggers are coming from and what she needs to let go. Yeah. And guys. I know this is going to sound like crazy because on the podcast, I'm all about, you know, these women need to work and they need to provide drama. They need to do this and they need to do that. And I think as long as they're providing a really authentic, like, glimpse into their personal life and they're being, like, very honest with us and telling us, like, a very compelling story, I was entertained. I was really enjoying this this cast trip is not like a Roni cast trip. It's not a Salt Lake cast trip. It's not chaos energy. It's not even the Miami cast trip that we're on right now in Mexico City. But it is like, it's refreshing to watch. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm having like a good time, like watching these women, like truly, truly bond, which is like weird for me. Cause I, that's it's a fine, it's a fine episode. It's, I said I'm turning a new leaf. So I'm not going to talk my shit. Um, I watched it through the lens of you because literally last week when you were like, I don't know why you were dragging it on the pod so much. Like, I'm actually really enjoying it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy Beverly Hills. And I went into that with that mindset. And I did love those moments. And there are so many funny moments throughout, like we'll get into. I just don't think it's a cast trip level episode. That's all I'm going to say. Like, this would be a great regular episode, but they're in Barcelona. They're in Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Viva Barcelona. Uh, Barcelona. I think that it, yeah, it's a fine cast trip. It's not going to go into like the top 10 of cast trips ever, you know? Or top 30. Or top 50, you know, we can Uh say it. Uh, But (laughs) we can be honest, but it's still, I, like the last episode, I wasn't on last week's podcast, but I was howling watching that dinner scene. I couldn't stop laughing when. Erica was like, (laughs) Raymond. Erica was like, (laughs) I was dying. And he's like, can I say something really quick? Merce was in a Ziploc bag. I was like, you did not, girl, you did not. And then when she was just like bouncing off of that woman and being like, yep, and they they do this. And she like knew everything. She was like a freaking encyclopedia. I was howling when she was like, oh yeah, I know who that is. And my favorite part was when Garcelle goes, who are you? Like, <laughs> You're cool. So- I'm an urban planner and I worked on downtown Beirut after the Civil War. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. In the 80s, there was a 15-year civil war. Right. They worked on a seed bank in Aleppo, Syria. Coming out of the Fertile Crescent, right? Fertile Crescent, exactly. I was told that Beirut is almost like Los Angeles in the sense that it was the sea to the mountains in the snow. Exactly. Still civil war there, yeah? I don't know what happens to Erica when she gets drugged, but she suddenly becomes like the world's oracle. I don't know if you've ever heard of Gibran Khalil Gibran, the prophet. Yes. Who are you? It's It's impressive. It's like watching drunk Rain Man. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Garcelle, I've been very much enjoying on this cast trip. I think that she's looked really good. I think that her. her, I, I think that her red dress moment for the uh, flamenco dancing thing was really pretty. I think it suited her well. I am very much a Garcelle fan on this cast trip. I think that she's been great. Yeah, I'm really an Erica fan on this cast trip. In the beginning scene when she knew all of the gay terms and they're like, when Sutton was like, what's a bear? 
And she's like, a big hairy gay man. And she's like, oh no, that's a cub. And she's like, that's a blouse. And like knew she was all like, of these She's like, things. that's an otter. I have yeah. never, I'm a gay man. And I've never heard the term blouse before. Me either. I put in my notes, I think I want to be called a blouse. I think you are very, <laughs> you are very. I'm a blouse. Fun. You're a blouse. It was so <laughs> funny. I was like dying. I thought like all the women, like not knowing what these gay, like, you know, roles were. Yeah. was just miracle to watch. You know, it's like, you know, Crystal knew none of that. Oh, no. She's never heard those words in her life. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No. And I love that. Uh, who's Sutton's friend? Trevor. Like, I know a Trevor. Like, every gay man has encountered, like, a Trevor where it's, like, the sweetest, nicest, kind of little fuzzy, hairy man. Probably spent some time living in San Francisco. Definitely has a sling in his apartment. Like, that. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I- I think that he was super sweet. And he's like, there's a little, there's a little uh, lake you can swim to. And you go to this cave and men hook up, you know, like, it's, <laughs> and he seems like the sweetest little, like he's, he looks like he teaches Sunday school on Sundays. Yeah. And he's like at like the leather bar on Sunday night, you know, like, it's, yeah, <laughs> he gives Yeah. I I know that gay guy. I've seen that gay guy. We all know that gay guy. Like, yeah. If you go to San Francisco, do you throw a rock? You'll hit 10. That's so true. <laughs> yeah, he was, that scene was just hilarious. And then we get to the emotional, like, ashes throwing scene, which I was really feeling for Sutton. And I loved that she acknowledged that, like, this was way more than Marsh. Like, it has to deal with her dad and has to deal with her ex. And I thought that was just, it really opened up for the rest of the group to be so vulnerable. And I think that, as you said, like, made for good TV because then we're getting their, like, raw moments. Yeah, I thought I am very much on my healing journey in my life in 2024. And so I really liked, I was like, man, I was watching it. I was like, we should do a cast trip. We should do like a trip and do something like that. It would be chaotic if we did. But I'm it, like, I was, ours would not turn out that good. I, we would all be Erica blaming, like, <laughs> throwing their loot, whatever, and then blaming everybody. When the ashes flew back at the rest of the women, I was I was howling. dying. I was laughing so hard, but then also like knowing that that happened to the Roni women and I'm Sonia like, with if, her dog. I'm like, if I had a nickel for every time the Real Housewives got flung ashes in their face from the wind, I'd have two nickels, which is not a lot, but it's weird that it happened, it happened twice. twice. Like, it's I'm so just, weird. <laughs> like, I'm just like, it's just funny that like that happened again. You know, no, I it, it was hysterical. It was so funny, and Could like you the. For a second, like imagine, like what would you no. do in that situation? No, when it got like Kyle's, like I think it got into my mouth. <laughs> I don't know, like oh my! God. I would literally, I I don't know what I would do. I don't it was know what so I would gross. Do. And like then you feel like you're like disgracing the dead, like if you're grossed out by it. But it's like no, no, it's ashes of a corpse in your, you know, in your yeah. eyes, in your nose, in your mouth, on your clothes. Like it's like really, I don't know. I also think that's like bad juju. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's kind of weird. To, I do have to mention one other thing when they were doing this part. I absolutely am so annoyed with Crystal being so upset with her brother. She wants to marry her brother. I think she wants to divorce her husband and marry her brother because the fact that what she was letting go of was letting go of her brother because he's moving. I'm just like, girl, grow it was up. Weird. It it's was so weird. weird. 
It's getting weird. It's getting weird. It's getting weird. It's getting weird. Um, yeah, I'm like, all right, this is a very much like a toxic relationship that you're gonna have to probably work out in therapy because you're gonna need to let that go. Like with my siblings, like go, go. Yeah. Go. You know, you wanna like get married and stuff like that? Like, go. I'm not gonna like cling on to you like that, but like this whole situation is just giving off. It's weird. Like me and my brother are really close. But we're not like that. Like, if he said, I want to move across the country, I'd say, like, go do it, girl. Go do it, girl. I'll visit you. Like, I'm not not giving that up. Like, ugh, weird. Weirdo. So Erica brings up how, you know, she's letting go of, like, the hurt those women caused her during, like, her time where she was going through it. Uh, what do you think of, like, all that? I mean, I, I feel like I'm in the camp of... Reed's gonna clock me because he was clocking me today about being on both sides. But I think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm like on both sides in this. Where it's, I can understand where Erica's coming from. Where it's like those were her friends that should have rallied around her and kind of like made her feel a little bit safe when the whole world was against her. Uh, and I understand her kind of being like, "Ha, see, like I told you, I told you." And I never thought that Erica knew what Tom yeah. was doing. But I'm on the team Garcelle in this where with the earrings it's not about like the earrings it's about like it's about widows and orphans and like helping them out when you can like that like the flashback of her going and if i were to give them back what would that do and it's like give those people fucking money you know how much those earrings are worth like they they have nothing their house fucking burned down yeah like it would it, it good karma like good good karma i'm all about like that karmic energy and you know doing good things and it's gonna cut circle back and you know and doing fucked up shit that's gonna circle back too and i think that like bad karma is very real yeah i i'm very much like i'm really loving erica and i do like that she did call them out because like you said they were her best friends in it but at the same time like are we still sure like Erica's out of the woods? Like, could stuff still it happen? It seems like, yeah, I don't know if she's like necessary. And I think the women think that too. I did like how Crystal was like, hey, I'm sorry that I caused you like anything. Yes, I love that. That was that. like really like beautiful. Uh, but I do, I do think that Erica's not fully, fully out of the woods. That's why I'm like, okay, girl, <laughs> you better watch. Are we it. out of the woods? Sorry. <laughs> Okay. Next. <laughs> this the Swifty just like jumped out of me for a second. Like I'm so sorry. That was uh, so crazy. <laughs> uh the flamenco night was really cute. I thought the women looked good. I don't care that Kyle's like suit was orange. I thought it, it looked good. It didn't even look orange. Really like I'm didn't. wondering. I'm it looked like a scarlet. Yeah, but I'm wondering if like maybe the saturation on like the editing did that. Mm. I want to know what it looks like. They probably posted pictures. Of what it actually uh, I'm like. I'm going to go to every single restaurant and say uh, uh, un Coca Cola normal, <laughs> un diet Coke Coca Cola normal. I'm Just, sorry, I love when Dory speaks Spanish, and I hate I when they too. all make fun of her for speaking Spanish because I do think that's so cool when you go to a foreign country and you're with most mostly white women. You're in a giant group of mostly white women that don't speak the language and you're kind of just taking over this town with all your cameras and like you're getting in their space. So I do think it's nice when there's one person that like can share the culture and like speak to you in Spanish. I agree. I think it's great. And I did think it was funny when she was trying to get out of the flamenco dancing and Erica, she was like, my dress guys, I'm trying not to be a Debbie Downer, but my dress and my <laughs> shoes. And Erica was like, you do what the other ladies do. You take your shoes off, you lift your dress and yeah, 
you stomp like the other girls. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, exactly. Like three, like liven up. Let's have fun. What are your thoughts on the end of the episode with Kyle and Dorit's conversation about her marriage with Maurizio? I literally put Kyle finally talking about Mauricio because this is what the entire season was supposed to be about. You know, the trailer, everything was so Kyle Mo heavy and we really have only seen like you called our it. own. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of knew. Brandy, you vindicated. <laughs> Thank you. You always um, knew. I always knew. I always knew. Um, but I'm, I'm glad she's finally talking about it because we've been waiting this entire time. And obviously the producers are giving us little nuggets of like, Mo and Kyle having a conversation and it just going so poorly wrong or like them just not really showing affection. Um, I'm hoping that like after this conversation, it'll go to like the other women and she talks about it more, but it's just kind of crazy now knowing that they are like completely separated. And just like a few months back, she was just now like talking about it out loud. Mm -hmm. Like obviously she's been going about going through this a lot longer, but it's crazy that she took so long to voice it finally. Yeah. I think that it's uh, about damn time. Uh, mm -hmm. I also don't like that, you know, she's kind of shied away from like her friendship with Dorit. And I think Dorit really values that friendship. And I mm -hmm. feel like Kyle's kind of like slapping it in the face. So I kind of liked this scene of them like talking because I, I love Kyle and Dorit together. I think that they're one of my favorite housewife friendships. Like I think that they they're really a good have duo. a good rapport. So I was glad to see them talking and Kyle opening up to Dorit about everything. Uh, we'll see if kyle and morgan wade whatever happens with that i was so annoyed when people were like oh morgan wade deleted every picture on her instagram of kyle richards and i'm like do you guys do you guys follow any music artists yeah any like music artists like this is a this is a known thing like when they're gearing up for a new era like they wipe the gram like when i <laughs> my friend Vinny, i i was like with all my friends and i was talking and i go yeah, I archived a bunch of my shit on Instagram the other day. Like, I literally just went through my Instagram and archived a bunch. And he's so gay. And he went, like, Dua Lipa? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, literally. like Dua Lipa. Like yeah, Dua like Dua Lipa. Or like Morgan Wade. That, or like Morgan Wade now. That was Morgan Wade. And I, I just thought it was so funny. And everyone's like, oh, they're lying. They're trying to do this. They're trying to do that. And I'm like, and Kyle's like, she's coming out with new music. That's why she did it. I'm. I'm like, come on, y'all. Like, let's put two well, brains. Well, Kyle together, even so. deleted the pictures. That's what made us like second guess it. Oh uh, yeah, I guess that is that is true. That, that was is true. I more second guess it because of Kyle, less about Morgan. Just yeah, one more yeah. thing on the Mauricio and Kyle thing, though. I do think it's kind of crazy that it's kind of Mauricio not trying, and that's at least what Kyle's making it seem like. Like she's saying we're struggling so much. And instead of him like wanting to work through it, he like goes off and goes to work or he's not giving mm -hmm. as much effort. And I thought that was kind of like eye opening because I figured just because we're seeing Kyle out more with Morgan Wade and we're assuming that that's a relationship. I was assuming that Kyle made the decision to kind of leave and it's almost seem seeming like that's Mo. I don't think it's Mo like seeming like he's going to leave. I think Kyle doesn't choosing... care. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's like really like putting much effort into that marriage anymore. Yeah. Which, Which is sucks. sad. Because they are just like, they were my favorite couple. They were it. They were it. They were I don't believe in love. I know. Love is, tr it's truly, I don't believe in love anymore. No, so who, who do we have? Uh, BK and Dorit, barely. Hanging on by a thread. Barely. I guess we have Lisa, <laughs> Lisa Barlow and John. 
We have Lisa Barlow and John. We have who? Who's like a? No one really in OC. We have oh, Heather and Terry. Heather and Terry, Melissa Heather and, and Terry. Joe Gorga. Mm, well, I actually, know. you know what, Margaret, Margaret and Joe Benigno from Period. Jersey. Period. I love them. I do too. That's that's a cute couple. And uh, who? I feel like there's another couple in Jersey that I really like. Jen Fessler. Does she? Jen have Fe- yeah, she. I just love Jen Fessler. End yeah. of statement. <laughs> she don't even End need a statement. husband. She don't need a husband. She needs, you know, the memories of Jane Gal- Gandolfini, like <laughs> breaking her back. That's it. Well, anyways, that is our Beverly Hills segment. <laughs> Without further ado, let's get into the Real Housewives of Miami. Come on, everybody, let's change the mood. Oh my god, this is so chaotic. I feel bad. Gertie's sake, can this get any worse? Oh my god, oh, she's throwing up now. Yeah. They're very talented. You guys, the mariachi's got to go. She feels like we have to get her out. The movie, the boat. We need to get off this boat. Yes, we need to get dirty off the boat. All right, guys, let's talk about the Real Housewives of Miami. We are continuing on the gondola from hell. We now have like, what would you say is the trifecta of things from hell? I'd say it's the dinner party from hell. The boat ride from hell, and now we have the gondola. The gondola. I was literally going to say the boat ride, the Cartagena boat. The ride. Cartagena boat ride, uh, yes. and now we have this gondola. I was watching this episode while I was on um, a plane on my way back home, and I was trying so hard not to laugh out loud in my seat. Like I was, Everything it was, was so hard. Was so funny. Like I barely took notes on this episode because I think I was just enjoying it so much. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be like watching a whole scene, I'd be like, shoot, I didn't take any notes on that because it was just. Everything was firing on all cylinders. Like it was a top ten, top tier episode. You have the gondola from hell. You have Adriana Demora's <laughs> performance at Pride. You like being like a little J Lo. You have Kiki versus Lisa. It was just everything was so good. All the women were working, and I have to give my props to my farm girl. She was Carried stirring the, bone. the damn hot. Miss Julia Lemagova was doing it, and she was doing it so poorly that it was so camp. Like, my favorite line of the entire episode uh, was when she went over to Lisa, and she was like, she says you're entitled, stupid br- little girl. Heating up there. She's saying things. She thinks you are entitled, spoiled girl. I'm an entitled, spoiled brat. You know, <laughs> literally. I was like, the way she just carried that bone, and yeah, she thinks you're entitled, spoiled girl. And she said it, it was, so like 
It was just so funny. I thought I, it was so funny. I put literally in my notes, Julia the Bone Collector. Like, not Julia starting the drama. Like, as soon as I thought it was going to end, like, she just ramped it back up. And she just kept going. And all the women were like, I think all the women, their reactions were funny. Because they were like, Julia, what like, the hell? <laughs> but then they were like, okay, mama, work. Like, you could tell that they were like, yeah. okay, like, finally, like, we don't have to do it for a set. Like, yeah. this time, like, Julia's going to do it. Let's go back to the gondola really quick because we're jumping ahead. Yes. The gondola, we're continuing where, like, that dead baby doll. The crazy land of dolls. Valley of the dolls. And I, they had to go to the bathroom there. I was just, like, I thought it was so funny when, like, Adriana was, like, you know, speaking Spanish with, like, the guy over there. Yeah. And she's saying, that kind of looks like my friend. And it's Marisol. And they just put, like, a little... <laughs> They put a little head on me. Like, like whack her again for me. Whack her again. I laughed out loud when like they were getting off the boat to go to the bathroom, and Adriana goes, "My bladder is stronger than my fears." (laughs) It was too much. I would not want to be there either. No, it was so creepy. You know when you can feel that energy when you're in a space. Like I don't know if you're like that, but like I I know I'm like that. I know Mo is like that. My mom's like that. The brujaria. It's, it's the brujaria in us. Like we are just like, uh, uh-uh. uh. If we are in a space and it feels like the energy is just dark, there's a whole. It's like, dark sided. There's not a, a whole Christian. city. She's not a Christian. Get out of my house in this name. I pray. <laughs> <laughs> I love God warrior. Um, there's this <laughs> suburb in Cleveland, and I'm not gonna name the suburb. If you're from Cleveland, I think you can just like know what i'm talking about i don't want to offend anybody if you live in the suburb it is it has the darkest energy i will never live there i will never whenever i'm there me and my sister talk about it all the time it just has the darkest energy and if we're there for too long it's just it It brings down yeah like physically like makes us like i hate it um very nice people. I like some of the people, some of the a lot of the people I don't like, but a lot of some of the people I do. But the energy there is just dark side, dark side, dark sided. Um, so <laughs> I felt bad because this is like I couldn't imagine being Julia in this scenario. No, no. I, I always forget about that story, and every time I think about it, it makes me. Well, even Marisol bad. said as soon as she got off the boat, she's like, "What kind of like trip is it?" Like Alexia planning to do this. She's like, we have Julia on the boat. Hello. Like, bro, you know, bro, bro, bro. We have Julia on the boat. She literally lost her baby. What's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was truly crazy. I, Maddie, I don't think I let out a cackle like this when Gertie's head was above <laughs> the trash can throwing the trash up can and, the and the mariachi band, band. shows up. Hi. <laughs> I was in tears almost. I was and in tears almost. <laughs> there was two sides of like the boat too. Like there was people saying, we have to get the mariachi away. Like she's throwing up, get him away. And then Adriana saying, we need to change the mood. Everybody stand up and dance. Like, <laughs> you have Lisa like recording it, like everything. Gertie is There's vomiting. a dog barking in the background. And this is why it's like very like reminiscent of the Cartagena boat ride. I feel like it's like you have, you know, Lisa over there acting like it's a damn party. You have uh, Gertie throwing up a la Carrot Radswell on <laughs> the boat from Cartagena. You have the Literally. mariachi band playing like it's fucking Coco. It was it was just so funny to me. I was so in funny. tears. I was like, this is the music. Everyone freaking out. Then you have like the 10 minutes later and Gertie gets picked up from the, uh, from the boat. <laughs> with like... 
the ambulance not laughing at Gertie like getting <laughs> sick I'm laughing because Maddie is <laughs> what? we're losing her it's late it's past her bedtime I'm yawning I'm sorry I'm like talking <laughs> but she's like mid yawn and I'm like this is too much okay we're, oh, we're speeding wrap it up. up wrap it up, wrap it up. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's hard to wrap no. up. Real Housewives of Miami is the so best, good. The best was the, they literally like were taking off Gertie and everyone surrounding her, and Lisa just on the boat saying, "Did anybody see lip gloss? Anybody oh see lip God. gloss?" I'm like, she is so out of touch. I'm obsessed with her. One of the most out of touch people, and we are the we are the most problematic people. Like, there's people who are like, Lisa is so out of touch. She needs to be fired. She's a horrible person. I'm like, that woman is so out of touch. Iconic behavior. We need to keep her on the show. Keep her on the show. Never fire her. Never. Um, Okay, <laughs> let's talk about Adriana's show. The sign that Julia made. I thought that was so funny. Like, how do you spell your best name, best friend's name wrong? And then it, I was thinking to myself, so I'm like, I wonder if it's spelled wrong in her phone. And then it switches over to the confessional. And she's like, yeah, this is how I spell it in my phone. And it's like, oh, my God, girl, that's your best friend. Like, go on her Instagram page. Just copy it from there. Just copy and paste it. I always get, I always get scared of Miss. Like misspelling people's names. Oh, me too. Yeah. I won't put people's last name in my phone if I don't know how to spell it properly. Like I'll just put the initial. Mm-hmm. Because I'll too put afraid. like how I know them. Or like yeah. and then I'll look up their like Facebook or Instagram and then I'll like, you know find their name. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um and I also love that Alexia is such an Adriana stan when it comes to her music. Like she it's kind is. of like it's kind of like me with like Taylor Swift where it's like, Taylor, you are so fucking annoying and cringe. Like, never do that again. Like, please stop. But that then you have her confession. Well, ten minute. Well, best song in the entire world. You know, like, and she's like, this is in her confession. Like, she literally was like, "What?" She's like, "Of course, it is the best. That's the best song ever. Like, the best song ever. The best song ever. That's her number one song on Spotify every year. Fire, the best song ever. And I mean, he's on on fire. It is. I mean, it's so catchy." Certified Bob, and, and I she hope lip sync that entire performance. Not a word is coming out of her mouth, as every gay pride performer should, and has every gay pride be- performer come before her has. Like it's <laughs> a very rite of passage. If anything, she just they should have put a, like a mic on her instead of holding the mic. I agree. They should have given her like a Britney Spears kind of like moment. Yes. Hmm. Um, yeah. So then we get ready for the girls' night. Lisa keeps bringing up to Kiki oh about. My God the fight she wants like, to fight kiki i'm like I'm girl convinced. you're ask, you're asking to get your ass beat and i'm sorry like kiki is a tall woman and lisa is very small and looks like she does not have a lot of muscle to her body no kiki but also could crush her but also like larsa i love i've been loving larsa this season. loving um i mean even though we had the gertie thing um okay let's not go backwards <laughs> but like but uh, current season Larsa, where she's at right now, yeah. live for her. Like, you know, kind of. She called out Lisa on the boat last episode. Mm-hmm. And then this episode, she continues to call Lisa out because she sees what's wrong with how she, what she said to Kiki is not okay. And I'm like, that's a good friend. I'm sorry. Yeah. That is a good friend to like hold her feet to the fire. Exactly. And she's not wrong. I'm sorry, Lisa, you got up into Kiki's face first. One, you were doing the wrong thing. Two, when someone called you out, you double downed on it. Three, you got up, you got aggressive, you got in her face, started yelling at her, and then Kiki decides to throw a drink at you, and she's the problem. She, like you, you Kiki you're, reacted. Like she literally said, 
don't stand up and talk to me like that. And Lisa goes, I'm standing. What are you going to do? You literally asked for it, Lisa. And you're still asking for it. You're like, you're going to throw a juice box at me. Are you going to do this to me? Are you you trying to fight me when she like kicks up to dance? And like, you could tell Kiki just wanted to move on. Like I'm that type of person in a lot of relationships. If I ever get into like a little argument or something, like even like my siblings, like I'll like scream and fight at them. And then like minutes later, I'm like, should we go to get Taco Bell? Like Mm -hmm. just let's not even rehash what just happened because it happened and it's over. And I think that's very Kiki. Like, She just wants to dance at Pride. She's grabbing a margarita. And, like, all Lisa can do is bring up, like, oh, you're going to fight me? And it's like, Lisa, read the room. Also, Lisa, oh, my gosh. This is where she, like, completely lost me. And I love how we could call her an icon and then also clock her in the same breath. Yeah, obviously. Of this episode. We are smart. We we love those kind of housewives where it's, like, they're delusional. They're awful people. But, like, they're great for the show. Uh in this situation, I could not believe Lisa looking at Kiki after what Kiki just said to her, poured her heart out about her childhood trauma, where she came from, cl- called her out on the carpet and was like, do you even know my kids' names? Was that my not children. kidding? My, <laughs> children. I was say. my children! I... My children! Oh, keep screaming, Gina! I was, gonna say, was that not giving Gina an OC talking to Shannon? She's like, what are my kids' names? And Shannon goes, well, uh, uh, I'm Sienna. Blanking. I'm blanking. And, uh, I'm blanking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was very that like Lisa was like, fuck, like, yeah, I don't know your kids' names. Um, and then hearing all of that, hearing what Kiki had to say, and still, and then after this entire season of forcing at gunpoint Jody and the rest of this damn cast to be your fucking Listen therapist. Listen to your problems. You had the audacity to say, I'm not your therapist, Kiki. I don't know what to tell you. I can't fix your childhood problems. I literally was like, girl. I'm like, you don't even know how to like be an active listener, Lisa. Because not once was she Kiki complaining about her childhood at all. She was just saying, my childhood was very similar to what we saw today on the gondola. And the way you reacted like was very poor. Not saying, oh my God, I had the worst childhood ever. I hated my life. I li-, like... All she was saying was she lived similarly, and she's like, I can't fix your childhood problems. And she's like, that's literally not what was happening. I'm like, Lisa, you, you're not even listening to this conversation. No, you, you could tell that she was, fighting about. she was just thinking about what she was going to say next. Ugh. And those are the worst type of fighters, is like the people who like, because then if you're just constantly thinking about what you're going to say next, it's actually not beneficial for you because you no. you are not equipped to know what the other person was talking about and like what you know, you're going to look stupid. In my opinion, if you're just like a horrible person, you just want to win the fight. I think you should still be an active listener. Yeah. You got to be good. Cause you should be ready. You need to know your enemy, right? Yeah. You know, like, in my opinion, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I think you should know what you're dealing with, what you're going to pop pop. Cause then you can like throw that out as ammunition later. Cause you listened. But exactly. Lisa can't do that. She's just putting those two brain cells together and being like, exactly, I was right this entire time, and Kiki is crazy, and I'm just going to fight, and you know what? I'm not going to say anything because I'm always wrong, and, and everyone's clocking me, and I'm like, I hate that kind of, like, please. As soon as she said, like, I can't fix your childhood problems, I'm not a therapist, and the entire group goes, oh, like, mm, everyone oh, that's in the group. Not. Oh, that's not. <laughs> everyone in the group, like, audibly gasped, I think. And then when Kiki left and said, karma like maybe what's happening to you with lenny is karma i was like oh she said she it her. 
She gagged, she gagged her. her, and everyone in the group was like, "Oh fuck, no, no, yeah. no, 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 I don't know. 10 out of 10 episode. I can't wait to see what happens next, uh, especially with Kiki versus Lisa. And now seeing like all these different dynamics, you know, I just know that this reunion is going to be intense, which speaking of reunions, the Real Housewives of Miami reunion looks dropped. And we can now say that our friend of the podcast, Modesto, styled Alexia for the reunion. So when you look at Alexia's reunion dress, that was styled by Modesto and his boyfriend, Colson. They did a phenomenal job. She they literally killed it. Amazing. The looks are all, like, pretty stellar. Um, Julia's is a little funky, but I think it's camp. I yeah, Julia's does not really make sense. Alexia looks amazing. Mo and Colson did such a great job. It's so exciting to see, like, Mo's dreams come to life and mm-hmm. he's wanted to like be a stylist for housewives and Bravo in particular, but having a housewife reunion is like the biggest notch on his belt. Like I'm just, I'm so proud of him. It's so crazy. So proud and killing. Like, he was too. at the reunion. Yeah. And so he got to see some of the reunion and he said it was spicy. He said it was spicy as fuck. And it's he just gave like- us some tea, but not like deep tea. Like we don't know what happens. We just know it was a good reunion. We just know that it was it was intense and I think it's going to be super entertaining. And I like literally can't wait to watch. I think the women, it was a very like cohesive, like kind of reunion looks like, I think like it, it fit, it Mm -hmm. fits the theme. I love these women. I can't wait for the reunion. I can't wait for the rest of the season. And so proud of our Modesto. Yay. We love you. The girlies. We love you. Shout out to Mo. Well, well, anyways, that is the latest episode of It's About Bravo. Thank you so much for listening. You guys know where to follow us at about underscore Bravo on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to our Patreon. A little bit goes a long way in helping this podcast. A lot of support. We need it. We love you guys. We have the traders coming up. Episodes on the traders on our Patreon. Episodes on Drag Race. So much coming down the pipeline. So please make sure to subscribe for that. Link is in our bio. Make sure you leave us a review. Let us know how what you think. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.